0: ADP knows anything you hear, anything you don't hear, anything you kind of heard, anything you weren't supposed to hear and now have to pretend like you didn't, can change the world of work. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Advice for making, keeping, and protecting your money. Coming up. Today on Watching Your Wealth, how to keep your New Year's financial resolution and one way to cut your debt traveling on business, then take us along and stay on track. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Coming up, one way to reduce your debt. But first, Lauren Bruhard will give us tips on how to make and keep our financial resolutions. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Lauren Bruhart is Senior Vice President of Retirement Solutions at Fidelity Investments, and she's here to tell us how to keep our financial resolutions. Welcome, Lauren.
1: Hi there. Great to be here
0: today. Great to have you. Lauren, Fidelity recently did a study about the financial resolutions folks make. What were the top three resolutions?
1: Well, we're glad to see more people recommitting to setting financial resolutions as we get into 2016. The top three were... First, saving more, with more than half the people saying that this would be their resolution. Second, spending less. And third, paying off debt, especially credit card debt.
0: Those are all good goals. So let's take these one by one. Save more. What do folks say about that, and how can they stick to this goal?
1: Well, sure. There's a couple of interesting things about what people are saying about wanting to save more. First question is how much more. Mm. And the the median amount people are looking to save is an additional... $200 a month, which is actually consistent with what they've said in prior years of this study. Mm -hmm. Also interesting is that more people this year plan to save for long-term goals versus short-term. So the most popular long-term goals are things like putting away money for retirement, saving for health care costs in retirement, and saving for college.
0: These are all important goals. So how can people stick to these goals of saving more?
1: Well, the key to saving more is to really create a savings plan that's going to help you stay disciplined, and the easiest way to do that is to put your savings on autopilot. Mm. So that means scheduling regular automatic transfers into a savings account or a retirement account. A great place for folks to start, for example, is a 401K at work, a retirement savings plan at work. This is a no-brainer if it's available to you because not only does it automate your retirement savings, But many companies will offer a match, which helps you put away even more for the long term.
0: Yep. And if you have your 401k already up and running, that's a great thing. And It's also good to have an uh, automatic transfer to an emergency savings account, too, because that gives you another cushion. What about uh, spending less? Because that's sort of the inverse of Mm. saving more, (laughs) so to speak. Yeah,
1: it's really a very close cousin to saving more, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the most important tip here for spending less is To create a budget. We can't manage what we don't measure. Mm. So you really do need to track both your spending and your savings. And you don't have to micromanage every penny. But once you know where your money is going, you can make decisions, whether they're big or small, around how to spend less. So use a simple budgeting tool to analyze what you're spending. And there's a couple big categories. You need to look first at your essential expenses. Mm -hmm. Those must have like food, housing, transportation, Etc. And then those nice to have, whether it's dinners out, an extra pair of shoes, those expensive sporting events, or concert tickets, there's probably opportunity to spend less in both categories. Mm-hmm. And you really need to start asking yourself this simple question is the purchase worth it or not? And once you identify those not so worth it purchases, You'll find yourself saving more for what really is worth
0: it to you. That's a good point. Having another goal, so maybe you deny yourself now because you deem something not worth it. I think the only way you can really do that effectively if you, is if you have another goal in mind. This money's not going to go for this, you know, fancy haircut, but it may go for uh, my future, uh, my child's uh, college savings fund, for example.
1: Right. And what really motivates people is when they can see the bottom line impact Mm. of those changes that they're making. So being able to track and see it over time actually helps people keep going toward that goal.
0: That's a good point, having a visual to keep uh, tracking, as you said. Now, paying off debt, there's a lot of folks, especially some younger folks with a lot of debt, whether it's student loans or some middle-aged folks with a lot of mortgage debt.
1: Yeah, people have different and often multiple kinds of debt like you said, whether it's student loans, credit card balances, car loans, mortgages. We were pleased in this uh, year's survey to see a growing number of people making resolutions to pay down credit card debt Mm. because, of course, that typically carries the highest interest rate. Oh, yeah.
0: For sure. That's an important one to to knock off, especially if you've got something with a really high uh, interest rate, like 18% or something. Now, remind us why it's important. To make resolutions because there are some listeners out there who are going to say, you know what, I'm not a resolution person. I don't do this, but you say it's yeah. important.
1: Right. Well, a great finding from this study was actually that making resolutions is linked to better financial wellness. Hmm. So for those who made a resolution at the beginning of a financial resolution at the beginning of 2015, 43 percent said they're better off financially compared to only 38% of those who didn't make a resolution. Hmm. So they're also more optimistic about their situation. So there seems to be a real virtuous cycle of making financial resolutions. You yep. set a goal which sets an intention mm. which helps you actually achieve that goal, and it actually makes you feel better and more confident about your financial situation
0: and more in control, I would imagine too because so many people stay up at night even though they're wealthy they're worrying about how much they have how much they're saving is it enough I think if you set goals and put things on paper, it really clarifies things for you now tell us absolutely if, yeah if we fall off the resolution wagon though in the first week in January what do we what do we do?
1: Well, I mean, I think the first thing is just recommit, right? It's not too late. Um, Maybe you spend a little bit more than you planned uh, this week or this month. You know, it's really never too late to, you know, get your financial house in order and, you know, create some goals and stick with them. And, you know, you don't need to tackle everything at once. There's so many different steps people can take to improve their financial situation. Pick one goal and then try to stick to it. And like we said, keep your eye on that prize because, being able to see the, the benefit over the course of the year is rewarding and it's going to help motivate you to keep going.
0: These are all great tips, Lauren. Before I let you go, I want to ask, what's your financial resolution?
1: <laughs> well, for me, it's actually similar to what you were talking about before. It's on the spending side of the equation, and I have a big family vacation coming up this year. So I'm thinking about and planning on how I'm going to cut back so I could – Um, use more of of my discretionary spend towards this vacation for me a big one is dinners out Mm. I like cutting back here and I like this goal because it not only helps you save money but also is you know better for your nutrition your health (laughs) uh, which you know brings us to a whole different set of financial resolutions of resolutions for people
0: indeed indeed (laughs) great great stuff thanks so much for joining us Lauren
1: thanks for having me
0: My pleasure, and thanks again to Lauren Bruhard for joining us. We'll be right back with One Way to Reduce Your Debt. Spend lots of time on your device, then spend some of that time with us. WSJ Podcasts, the sound of success. Now, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. If you want 2016 to be the year that you reduce your debt, here's one quick way to curb your spending and reduce your credit card debt. Delete your credit card information from online stores. You may have your credit card info stored on a retailer's site if you're a frequent shopper. However, that makes it too easy to click and buy things you don't really need. And after you delete that info, think twice or three times before you make any purchases on your credit card. Ask yourself, would I buy this if I had to pay for it now with cash? The answer may surprise you. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at whj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.
1: This episode is brought to you by Charles Schwab. Decisions made in Washington can affect your portfolio every day. But what policy changes should investors be watching? Washington Wise is an original podcast for investors from Charles Schwab that unpacks the stories making news in Washington and how they may affect your finances and portfolio. Listen at schwab.com slash washingtonwise.